Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. Before we get going to the message today, I want to, I want to tell you something real quick, just for a few moments, okay? I want you to be present in this seat where you are right now. One of our core values here at the heart is choice. And so you're here because you made the choice to be here. Maybe you were guilted a little bit. Maybe, you know, you were asked to be here and you didn't really want to be here, but you didn't want the fight. So you came anyway. And whatever reason that you ended up in this seat here today, I want to give you a quick opportunity. Maybe you didn't choose to be here the way you wanted to, but you can choose to be here now. You can choose to be in this. What could God speak to you and through you if you were ready to really listen to what he might have to say today? What if today's message is the message that you've been needing this week, this month, this year? What if this idea of moving forward is something that you haven't really understood that you needed, you haven't really known that you needed it, but maybe today is your day. Maybe today is the message, the idea, the thought, the scripture that sparks something new in your life, that sparks something next. So I want to invite you just for the next 25 minutes or so to be here, to be in this room, to pay attention for 25 minutes, and then go home and take a nap and go to the pool and go to the river and, uh, you know, veg out, whatever you want to do. But maybe, just maybe over the next 25 minutes or so, we could find something together that helps us to move forward in life. This idea of moving forward, it came, obviously, uh, we've all been in the middle of some wild times over the last couple of years. It goes without saying. And so we wanted to have this idea of you know, over the last couple of years, not only have things been crazy, but there's been a lot of maybe some fears that have cropped up, some fears that have been created, some fears that we didn't know we had, some fears that we were told to have, some fears that we didn't realize that we had, and maybe some fears we created on our own. And so I, we wanted to talk about this idea of how to move forward. Now, the first, the first message of this series last week, we talked about that we're not starting from scratch. That we have things that God has given us. We have things like faith, hope, and love. We have th these things that we can carry around, that we can hold on to. And having something like love, you don't have to be a Christian to have that, okay? You don't have to say that you believe in Jesus for God to say, okay, now you can have love in your life. Love is hardwired into us as human beings. Love is not exclusive to Christianity. We are born and built to love, to be in community, to be connected to one another. And so as we kind of continue this idea of moving forward, as we move forward in this series, I want us to hold on to the idea that it's not about moving on, right? That's what we kind of went, in, went into last week. And if you weren't here last week, you can catch the podcast or you can catch it on YouTube. It's not about moving on. It's about moving forward. It's not just forgetting what happened. It's addressing what has happened, addressing what's going on in our life and choosing to move forward anyway, to grow, to progress, to evolve. And that's what I want us to be able to do together as a community. That's what I want you to be able to do in your family, to move forward to take steps in our faith, take steps in our relationship, take steps in our marriage, in our families. 
As we move forward together as a society and as a family and as a community, there are big transitions happening in our lives. Corbin, he's about to go off to, to college. It's going to be a big transition for us. We have no idea. I have no idea what it's going to be like in my house without him there. Y'all need to pray for Amber because it will be annoying for her and that house. Corbin helps me get a lot of my wiggles out, and I, he won't be around, so it's going to be up to Amber. I'll have to go on a lot of jogs probably, a lot of walking, get out my energies. Some big transitions, and uh, you know, I was thinking about my my dad, uh, this week, obviously, Father's Day is coming up, and my, my mom and dad, they just went to uh, New Mexico for, uh, for some time. They have some property out there, and that's where I'm originally from, New Mexico, in case you didn't know, when you're writing a book. I know some of you are, and that's cool. Uh, I'm from New Mexico, and so they're there seeing, uh, seeing family, and uh, I was thinking about one day, or one time for Father's Day, we were able to buy my dad uh, a, a mower. He'd always wanted a riding lawnmower, so we were able to do that. And I was telling Corbin, like, hey, this is, this is the level of expectation you have for buying Father's Day gifts. But there's something that my dad and I do. We bought together a, 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 a trimmer, weed eater, depending on where you are in America, whatever it's called, okay? Um, the thing that cuts the edges of the lawn, okay? And so we bought one, but we said, I, I said, how about, how about this, Dad? Is all, you know, we'll buy it together, and then whenever each one of us needs it, because we're not trimming the lawn every day, whenever each one of us needs it, we can just borrow it from each other back and forth. I did the same thing with the power washer. I said, you know, I'll buy a power washer, and whenever you need it, you don't have to buy a power washer. You can just borrow mine, and we can go back and forth. So me, uh, me and my dad, two grown men, go to Home Depot, and we get a trimmer, and I, you know, we Venmo each other for the you know, half of the trimmer. I can't remember what it was. It was 150 bucks, whatever. And so here's 75 bucks, and now I have the trimmer when I need it, and then you know, he borrows it from me and then has it at his house, and then when I need it, I borrow it from him. And this is some weird thing that we're in the middle of. And, and, and you got to have... Um, Amber or Corbin tell this story, whenever it is time, my dad and I are convinced that we are, um, I don't know what the word would be, that we are um, inconveniencing the other, I guess. Because every time, my, 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 I know my dad needs the trimmer, and he'll call and say, hey, you done with the trimmer? And I'll say, uh, yeah, 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 I was going to mow and trim uh, tomorrow, but after that I'll be done. And I shouldn't say that, because as soon as I say that, my dad's like, oh, no, 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 I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't want it. I, 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 you cannot convince me to ever get it. I'm just going to burn my lawn. We're selling the house. This is over. This is how extreme it gets very quickly. And it's the same thing the other way, and I need it back. I say, hey, Dad, you, you done with the trimmer yet? He goes, ah, I was going to do it yesterday, but is it okay if I do it tomorrow? I'm like, Dad, Dad don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. No, 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 no. I'll trim right now. I know it's midnight. I'll get out there. I have a headlamp. I'll get out there and trim. I know you need it tomorrow. I'm sure you got people coming over. And we're just constantly arguing with each other on who can be the most selfless. And I don't, I don't see it. It's Corbin and Amber that are like, what is wrong with you two? You guys are so, so weird. Ask them after this. This is exactly how the conversations go with my dad. <laughs> so I want to ask you a question. When's the last time you borrowed something from somebody? Okay. When's the last time you took the time to borrow something? I, I, I feel like, and this is just a feeling, this is zero research, okay? And this is not in the Bible, it's just a thought. So I want to ask you, it seems like in our society that we're, we're, it's good to be generous. 
It's good to let people borrow something from you. It's good to let people uh, borrow your time, borrow things that you have. There's this, there's this sense that it's good to be generous with others, that we want to be able to be giving of others, but you should be able to handle things on your own. You ever experienced that? You ever experienced this thing of like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'm gl- I'll gladly help somebody else, but I don't want to ask for help. I don't want people to think that I can't handle my life on my own, right? The same person who will say, and, and, and maybe this just me. If it's just me, that's okay. The same person who says, oh, people aren't bothering me at all. I will gladly help anybody do anything. Somebody needs help moving, I'll help you move. I know br- moving is a mess and it's a burden, so I will help you move. The same per- person that says that will say, well, I don't, want, I don't want to ask for help. I don't want people to know that I can't handle my own life. And so I'll ask that person, well, do you think that other people who ask for help can't handle their life? No, not at all. But there's some reason for us that we can have a tendency to think that way. We can have a tendency to think, well, people can borrow things from me, but I don't want to borrow things from somebody else. I don't want to inconvenience them. And what if I forget to give it back? And then I have to have this weird, awkward conversation like Dom has with his dad. And I don't want to do that. That's just weird. That's a weird dynamic. And maybe Dom needs counseling. Oh, he is in counseling. Maybe his dad needs counseling. He's also in counseling too. Maybe they need counseling together. That's something we haven't tried. <laughs> oh, can you imagine me and my dad in group counseling, Amber and Corbin? That was just for them too. You guys can talk amongst yourselves while I'm having that conversation. That would be so much fun. That would be wild. When's the last time you borrowed something? Think about it. Think about it, really. Not the last time you lent something to somebody, but the last time you said, hey, I, I need something that I don't have. Who can I reach out to? To borrow it from. And I'm not saying all the time we're like this. I'm not saying all the time that we're refusing to borrow things from people. And I'm not saying that everyone has an issue with borrowing things. I, I, I'm just saying that if there's ever a time in your life where you have thought, nah, I'll be okay. Is there ever a time in your life you thought, no, I, I don't need to borrow anything. I, I don't need anything. I, I'll be okay. I, I do need something, but not really. And I'll be fine without it. Well, I want to tell you today, maybe challenge you today, if, if you've ever experienced that, that maybe part of moving forward for you is challenging yourself to borrow something from somebody when you need it. Maybe you don't have what you need all the time because we established last week that you're not starting from scratch, so don't act like you are, right? You're not starting from scratch, you're not starting from zero, and maybe, just maybe, there is something that you need that you don't have. Maybe it's an edger, a trimmer, a mower. Maybe it's faith. Maybe it's patience, maybe it's hope, maybe it's love, maybe it's healthy relationships. Maybe you have something that somebody else needs, but also maybe you need something that somebody else has. And what would it be like if to move forward, it meant that you and I needed to borrow something? What are some things that are constantly borrowed? A truck. Everybody in Texas hates owning a truck. Not really. They love owning a truck until it's time for somebody to move. Does anybody have a truck and they always get asked to borrow the, okay, yeah. Can I borrow your truck? You're not doing anything Saturday and Sunday all day, are you? <laughs> ah, what's the big deal? One thing uh, I, we, we love to borrow is uh, Robert and Stacy's pool. We love to borrow that from them. 
So we have things, we have people in our life that sometimes have things that we need. I need a pool in the summertime. It's a need, okay? It's not a want. Sometimes others will have things that we need. So here's what, I, I want to read a piece of scripture today. This is going to be in the book of Romans, okay? Now, if you don't know a lot about the Bible, it's okay. You don't need to know anything about the Bible to be here today. The book of Romans is actually a letter written by a man named Paul to a group of people that he had not met yet, okay? This is a group of people who were starting to understand what it might mean to be followers of the way, following, followers of the teachings of Jesus, and what Paul would do is he would write letters to certain groups, certain communities that he helped to start. And even though he hadn't met these people yet, what he, was do, what he was doing is writing a letter. This is what Romans is, the letter of Romans, book of Romans that we can read in our Bibles. He was writing a letter to explain to them what it meant to follow Jesus. The core concepts of the Christian faith. And what's interesting and important to note is that Paul had a background in being Jewish. There was a lot of the ideas and the traditions that were moving from, from Judaism into Christianity. In fact, I don't even think it was called Christianity at this point. It was called the way. This new way of looking at things. This new way of looking at a God, a God who cared about us. A God who said, I know that there's problems on this earth, but instead of you solving the problems so you can get to me, I will solve the problems so you have free access to me all the time. This was revolutionary when it came to religion. A God that took care of it from beginning to end so that you could just be who you were. Isn't that incredible? When it comes to God, when it comes to what Jesus has done, what Jesus has done is create an invitation for us to change, not an obligation for us to change. Because if you are forced to change, if you are forced to grow, if you are forced to have faith, there's no real change there. There's no real commitment. It is a choice that you and I get to make. And when we choose to take a step of faith, that is when we are practicing true faith. So here's what I want to do. I want to read the book of Romans, chapter 12. Now, you, uh, the Bible that you read or that maybe you look up later or you can, uh, on, uh, on your phone, you can get out the YouVersion Bible app and follow along there. You might see a different translation. That's okay. It's no big deal. It's good to look at different translations. Sometimes helps to give a, a good glimpse of what the authors of the Bible are trying to say. In this particular one, Paul, in this particular part of the letter, Paul is talking about what it means to be a living sacrifice to God, okay? How to live our life. Wouldn't that be nice if we just knew how we were supposed to live our life? Some people go to church, maybe some of you are here today, hoping to understand how to live your life. And the sad truth is, I don't even know how to live my life. So if you're looking for it from me, it's not going to happen. But... I will guide you in this mess that I'm living in, and maybe we can figure it out together. Maybe we can move forward together. All right, so check this out. This is Romans chapter 12, verses 6 through 9. Watch this. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. Now, some of you, this, this verse might be familiar to you, but I want us to read it today. I want you to hear it today in the context of what do others have that we need? 
Because sometimes, uh, especially in Christianity, it's like, share what you have. What you have, how could it be helpful to others? Right? What do you have that you could give to others? But today, I want you to listen to this, to hear this in a certain way that helps you to see what do you need. What do you need that you don't have? Okay, here we go. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, to prophesy speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your, gift, if your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. So I'm going to back up a little bit there. Listen to all the action. Watch all the action in this part. If your gift, if your gift is serving others. One more, the middle one, I think. Oh, yeah, if your gift is serving others, serve them well. Okay, and then the next one. If you're a teacher, teach. If your gift is to encourage, be encouraging. If your gift is giving, then give. If your gift is leading, then lead. If your gift is showing kindness, then do it. What we're seeing here is the, we don't all have the same gifts. We don't all have the same tendencies. I can make an easy case that all of you should be kind, but it sounds like here that Paul is saying some of us have a gift for kindness. You ever met someone, met someone like that that just has a gift for kindness? They don't have to try to be kind. You can just tell that they're a kind person. There are some people that just have a gift to teach. They have, a, they have patience for people. Some people have the gift of encouraging. They don't have to remember to encourage. They don't need an alarm on their phone to remind them to be encouraging. They just have that gift. So maybe uh, what I want to ask you is, what do you need? Maybe just from this list. I know that you got a lot going on in your life, and you don't, maybe you don't want to think about a whole bunch of things. Maybe just from this list. What do you need in your life? And who can you borrow that from? What do you need in your life? And who can you borrow that from? If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. When you know what you have, you're empowered to lean on others for what you don't. If you know that you have a gift of being kind, you know that you have the, uh, the gift of generosity, you know that you have the gift of patience, if you know what you have, and you don't, and th then that helps you know what you don't have, now you can be empowered to lean on others. But here's, that, here's what that's going to require. That's going to require connection, intention, and choice. The only way for us to truly lean on others for things that we don't have, the only way that we can ask people to borrow what we don't have is if we are willing to be brave enough and intentional enough to ask. That's tough. It's so much easier for me. And maybe this is just me. That's okay if it is. It's so much easier for me to be generous than to ask for generosity. It's so much easier for me to let you borrow anything I have than it is for me to borrow something from you. It's so much easier for me to do something for you than it is for me to ask you to do something for me.
And I don't mean to, you know, I, I constantly do this, but I don't mean to put my issues on you. I know that I'm working through some things, but I do want to challenge you if you ever face something like this. And see, here's the beauty of it. If, if none of this connects to you, okay, if, if you have never felt the things that I'm thinking, then you have something that I, at least me, need to borrow from you. If you can ask for help and not feel guilt and shame, I need you in my life because I need to know how to do that. So I can already identify something that you have that I need. If you are patient when you make a mistake, let's say you're working on a project at home and you make a mistake and it doesn't throw you into a a realm of anxiety, I need you in my life. (laughs) I need to learn from you. Teach me the ways of patience. Teach me the ways of making a mistake and, not, and the world not ending after that. That's where I'm like my dad. I'm like, okay, I made a mistake on uh, uh, this plumbing. I was trying to fix the plumbing on my own. We're just going to rip out the toilet. We're going to go to a friend's house to use the bathroom. That's just how we're going to do it. We're going to sell the house. We're out of here. We're going to go to the San Marcos Public Library to use the bathroom. That's just how we're going to have to do it. That's just how life is until someone can talk me off of that ledge. Someone can talk me off of that and say, no, it's not a big deal. All you have to do is this, that, and the other. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. It makes more sense when you say it. (laughs) Up here, I had to sell the house, but you're saying we just need a different tool at Lowe's. That makes more sense. That seems much more plausible. That's how we're going to be able to move forward together as a community, is if we can identify what we have, identify what we don't, and then reach out and borrow from somebody that has what we don't. I was thinking about my dad. When we borrow from others, here's, okay, if you're, if you're taking notes, write this down. A borrowed faith activates our own faith. Maybe you need to borrow faith. I know there are times in your life, in my life, when I need to borrow faith. Are there times in your life where you need to borrow faith? Or maybe you tell yourself, I should have enough faith for this. I used to have enough faith for this. And I, I, don't know what I, I don't know how to get through this next thing in my life, but I know, I know that if I call this person, I can borrow their faith for this problem. I, I don't feel like praying for what's going on right now, but I know if I call this person, they can pray for me and I can believe in their prayer. Do that. Because that borrowed faith can activate your faith. A borrowed hope can activate your hope. Borrowed love can activate your love. That's what's beautiful about borrowing these things. Because when you borrow it, it sees that you can connect to others. And others might have what you need. And what's really cool about that is when you borrow faith and yours can be activated, now you can be the person that people borrow faith from. And you'll know that it was because at one time you borrowed faith. That is what creates connection. That is what creates community. Last thing I want you to write down if you're taking notes is realizing you don't have everything. That's not a problem. You're not missing something. Realizing you don't have everything doesn't mean you're missing something. What it means is it's an opportunity for community, an opportunity for connection. Realizing you don't have everything isn't a problem, it's an opportunity. 
Who can you reach out to and borrow faith from? Who can you reach out to and borrow a mower from? Who can you reach out to and borrow a tree trimmer from? Who can you reach out to and borrow some pots and pans from? You see, this problem, this issue, this, this, this thing going on in your life, it's as small as a cup of sugar, a little bit of flour, and it can be as big as, hey, I need to borrow some faith for this thing my family and I are going through. We don't know what's next. We don't know what to do. We're a ball of anxiety, and we don't feel like God is listening. Can we please borrow some faith from somebody? And what you'll find when you reach out is that most people have gone through something similar to what you're going through. Maybe it's not the same situation, but it's the same kind of crisis of faith, the same kind of uh, needing to borrow faith, borrow prayer, borrow love, borrow patience, borrow hope. You know what's cool is with, uh, with my dad, even if he said, hey, we should just both buy our own trimmer, don't you think? I'd probably argue with him and say, nah, I like, I like our situation. I like borrowing the trimmer from each other. And I don't need a reason to connect with my dad. I don't need a reason to go see him at the house. And I don't need a reason for, he doesn't need a reason to come see me at my house. But it's pretty cool to have a trimmer that just lives at both of our houses. Be like both of ours. We'll just keep it down at my house. It creates community. And so I wonder for you, your faith, your love, do you need to borrow some of that from somebody in your life? And I, I tell you, man, it's, it's going to take, take some vulnerability on your part. It's going to take some transparency on your, part, on your part to ask for something like that. But that bravery that you have there. The courage that you step into when you ask to borrow something, it opens up an opportunity for true connection, for true community. And that is what we need to move forward. We need real connection and we need real community. We know that we're not starting from scratch and we know that we're just not trying to move on. We want to move forward. So knowing what we have will help us to see what we don't. And seeing what we don't have doesn't create problems for us. It creates opportunities for us to connect. And that's what I want you to do this week. I want to challenge you to borrow something from somebody this week. Not lend something to somebody. That's easier. Not look at what you have and see what can I lend out. I want you to look at what you have and what you don't and say, I'm going to borrow something from somebody this week. Maybe for you, it's something small. Maybe you're going to borrow a shirt from somebody. You're going to borrow somebody's shoes. I'll borrow Corbin's shoes. That's fine with you, Corbin, right? Just don't say anything if that's fine. Okay, perfect. Maybe you need to borrow a prayer. Maybe you need to borrow faith. What can you borrow this week? What do you need in your life? So if you could, real quick, close your eyes and bow your head. That's my challenge for you today. I want you to reach out to somebody today, this week, to borrow something that you need in your life. And maybe you don't need something right now. Maybe you're having a great week and you are thriving. I want you to practice borrowing something anyway. See what it's like to borrow something. If you're willing to take that challenge with me this week, to borrow something from somebody, then on the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. Let's do it. One, two, three. Put your hand up real quick. Okay, put it down. Let's pray. God, we are so grateful to be a group of people that can rely on each other.
We're grateful that you are a kind of God who sees us for who we are, who loves us for who we are, who is with us on this journey of faith. I pray that we would be bold and brave enough to be able to ask for help, to ask for what we need, to take steps in that, to choose to be where we are. We love you, and we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, our mission and goal is to connect people to the heart of God. If you would like to pursue a relationship with Jesus Christ, please visit us at www.theheart.church for more information. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who might benefit from it. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we'd like to invite you to visit us this Sunday morning. We have two experiences for you to choose from at 9.30 and 11 a.m. all happening at the Spot Cinema House and Eatery. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how our relationships grow and how your faith grows.